Awaken to Hair Growth. Awaken to Hair Growth because there is possibility to get your hair back. Awaken to Hair Growth because we're not told that we're able to conquer and overcome alopecia. Awaken to Hair Growth because I want to be a positive light and beacon for you because I've healed my alopecia and now I help others do the same. With different types of alopecia, men, women, children of all ages, of all races and ethnicities. Hello and welcome back to the Alopecia Angel podcast, Awaken to Hair Growth. I am your host, Johanna Dolman. And today we are talking about all about hair products. And let me just go ahead and disclaim first that there is no one hair product that will help you fully regrow your hair long-term without any side effects, risks, or medical issues. Meaning there are tons of hair products out there, tons that say, yes, we can help you with your hair loss, tons that will, you know, try to help you in this hair loss journey of yours. However, my experience, research, and from that of my clients, I see that there is no one magic product. Why? Because it's not one size fits all. And also because um, the hair product alone is not addressing the root cause. So those are the two things that you need to know first and foremost. Now, in terms of hair products, yes, hair products is a part of our daily life, right? We shampoo, we condition, we style, right? We also use a lot of gadgets and gizmos for our hair, right? Whether it's a straightener or a blow dryer or a curling iron or curlers, we use hair products. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about this and kind of aid the news of what's going on with hair products, some myths, but then also some situations that have recently come into the media that I think everybody should know if, let's say, by any chance you didn't have time to read or hear about it. And so I do use hair products myself. I have curly hair, right? So I use mousse and that's all I use uh, besides shampoo and conditioner. And I would say that with hair products, yes, they support our, our hair, they support our styling of our hair, and yes, they can help support the well-being of our hair, meaning it can support health care in your hair, meaning just like a house gives you a roof over your head to support you when it's rainy, when it's cold, when there's a snowstorm, the hair products also help you support in your goals to maintain it, to, you know, make it shiny, to, you know, moisturize it, to cleanse it. But is it the one thing that will help you with hair loss? No. And just the opposite. I'm doing this podcast on hair products because there are many products out there that actually have lawsuits against them because they cause hair loss, because they cause uterine cancer, because they cause other types of cancers, because they cause a huge impact to your health overall. And so hair products are not all made the same. What I've come to learn is that even if it's the most expensive hair products, even many times they fall flat in terms of like how it performs, right? Performance, right? Does it keep my hair from being, you know, super big or does it make it look flat? And, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into that. It's, you know, the weather, all right, do you live in the desert where it's always dry and you have to focus on keeping your hair moisturized? 
Or do you live in somewhere very humid, like the Caribbean or Miami or, you know, Thailand, where everything is very humid all the time? What's the situation? When I lived in Europe, it was always rainy. And for those of you from London, from the UK, it was the same weather pattern. And it was awful, awful. I absolutely hated the weather when I lived in Europe. It was always rainy, cold, gloomy, misty, and gray. And coming from California, I'm used to dry weather, constant, consistent sunshine every day. And when it rained, we actually celebrated it because it was once in a blue moon. And so, you know, sunshine, dry weather is a very different temperamental type of weather pattern versus the everyday rain, drizzle, gray, gloomy, humid, cold, and, you know, potential hail type of weather patterns. And so where you live also determines what type of hair products you use. Overall, in general, I'd say less is more when it comes to hair products. I would also say not to be 100% dependent on them because when you do see yourself being dependent on them, this is when you know the scales tip into the favor of the product because if your hair is truly healthy, you won't be dependent on the product. And I think many times... Uh, when you do use hair product, this is excluding shampoo, I would say try not to use it at the root or near the scalp. So for example, for those of you who use hairspray or gel or mousse or even conditioner for that matter, try not to get it in the scalp. Really hairspray should be kind of like away from the scalp, from touching the skin. And for those of you who use dry shampoo, you probably know why I'm saying this because recently there's been a slew of lawsuits against dry shampoo. And it's not just one maker or two makers or three different types. It's a lot of different makers from Tresemme to Nexus to uh, Pantene to Bedhead to TIGI to so many different types of dry shampoo including Aussie, Pantene, Herbal Essences, Old Spice, Not Your Mother's Dry Shampoo, Rockaholic, uh, Suave, Dove, and so many more. Why? Because there is something called benzene, and it led to a customer-consumer class action lawsuit. And the dry shampoo cancer lawsuits, these clients who've been using the dry shampoo have the following diseases which led to these lawsuits, including leukemia, multiple myeloma, aplastic anemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, other types of blood cancer. And I've also seen where there's a lot of uh, lawsuits for the dry shampoo that recently came about. I first was made aware of it from Wall Street Journal, but if you do a, a research on it, you will see all the lawsuits that came out and in the media. And a lot of them caused uterine cancer. Um, so this is cancer to your uterus. And this is quite astonishing because I know I have lots of friends myself who use different types of dry shampoo. Personally, I've tried it once or twice. It didn't work for me. I don't have oily hair. I don't wash my hair uh, every day. I wash it maybe once or twice a week and that's it. My hair is dry. So the dry shampoo tends to be for people who have oily hair and who are not wanting to wash it as much. And so 
they opted for the dry shampoo. The problem with the dry shampoo is that it's a bunch of chemicals straight onto your scalp, right? Because you're parting your hair and it goes straight onto your scalp. And if this is a process or a chemical that you're using on a daily, weekly basis, then all those chemicals add up and they are creating diseases. And now there's a bunch of lawsuits. And what I would say is that a lot of times there are shampoos that say, oh, hey, we have a formula for hair loss, or we have a formula for this type of hair, or we focus on using biotin and collagen, or we focus on these ingredients, et cetera, et cetera. And lo and behold, they cause hair loss. And so some of the hair loss brands, I'm going to go ahead and share them with you, that have come into play in the last, let's say, five years, Tresemme is one. Diva Curl is another. Diva Curl, Tresemme, Monat, M-O-N-A-T is another. But, oh, and then OGX. OGX is a brand that you can find in Target, for those of you in the U.S. uh, or in Canada. You can find those at Walmart or any store. I've, I've seen them in Europe. I've seen them here in Japan. So you can see OGX. And they have a very popular branded types of of shampoos and conditioners. And one is called the biotin and collagen shampoo. And I've used this one before and I'm never loyal to any one shampoo or any one conditioner. And I'll tell you why in a second, but this one in particular, this brand OGX also has a bunch of lawsuits against them because they too have a formulation where they've created their formula with ingredients that cause hair loss. Now, does that mean that everyone is going to see hair loss? No, but that ingredient's in there and it's harmful. So why would you use it, right? And so this is part of the problem. Even when it comes to Johnson & Johnson's baby shampoo, it hasn't necessarily been in the media for lawsuits, but I will tell you that the formulation in Europe compared to the formulation in the US is very different, even though it's the same maker and the same shampoo, why? Why is it different? Because in the EU, they don't allow various types of ingredients. And in the US, it's not regulated. So they're throwing in all the junk into the US formulation. And in the EU formulation, it's a cleaner version. It has less chemicals. It has less harming toxins in there. And it's still the same brand. It's still sold under the same name, Johnson & Johnson. And this is part of the problem is the unregulated products go to market, not just in the U.S., but all across the world. And there's only certain countries and certain entities like the EU, the European Union, for those of you who who don't know what the EU is, that have certain types of regulations, checks and balances for protecting the consumer. And unfortunately, in the U.S., there's no entity that truly protects the consumer. You have to protect yourself. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to help yourself in making the best decisions. But how do you do this when you don't know? Well, we help you do this in the Hair and Heal program. We guide you through this. We help you. We have how-tos and we walk you through everything regardless of what country you're in. And it's very, very easy, especially when you come into one of our weeks where we teach you how to make your own shampoo, which is what I wanted to get to because I love making my own shampoo and I see a difference. It's day and night, the difference between making my own shampoo in less than 10 minutes 
versus buying the shampoo, which probably took me 15 minutes to run out to the store, get it, grab it, and then use it. I love my shampoo. I've been using it on my baby, on my husband uses it, my children use it, I use it, and I, I gift it for as gifts to, to family and friends. And I absolutely love it because it's all natural. You know what's in it. It's 100% healthy. And on top of it, it supports not just your hair loss, but also your hair growth. And then you're, you start to wonder, okay, well, if the shampoo maybe doesn't work for me because I have oily hair or because I have dry hair or because I have curly hair or kinky hair or straight hair or purple hair or whatever type of hair you have, well, guess what? Inside the program, we also have different ingredients that you can have uh, that you can add in or take out just in case you have dandruff or seborrheasis or anything else like itchy scalp or anything else that might be going on, oily uh, scalp or dry scalp or this or that, you can add in and take out and we help you navigate through that. And so this is uh, the beauty of the Alopecia Angel program because you get to have fun and create your own shampoo. I love my own shampoo. I take it with me. I can travel and pack it with it with me anywhere. And um, I, I don't need to, let's say, be in a foreign country like I am now and then not be able to read the ingredients. I know exactly what's going into my shampoo and I love it. So for hair products, that's one thing. You want to be very cautious of the claims. You want to be very cautious of possible lawsuits because let's say a new shampoo goes on the market today, but maybe in two months, there's going to be a lot of people who are raising their hands saying, oh no, this is just the opposite. I have this negative effect. And many times people have a negative side effect, just like with minoxidil. And minoxidil doesn't work for everybody because it's not a viable solution. It has negative side effects. It, have it has tons of chemicals. And so these are things that I want to make you aware of, right? The chemicals and the toxins that go into hair products, because a lot of times you're harming your hair growth, you're harming your hair health, and you're not supporting it as we should. So less is more. As I mentioned, no hair product can help with hair growth or really cure it if that's the only strategy that you're looking for. You know, the thing is when you heal alopecia, it's not topical. It's the inside out. It's not topical, right? This only supports us. Like the shampoo, the conditioner only supports us to have healthy, healthy, clean hair, just like doing laundry, right? We have clothes to clothe us, to keep us warm or to keep us cool in the summer. But at the same time, we got to do laundry, right? We don't want to be wearing the same clothes all year long, right? And so like doing laundry, it's a hygiene situation. And cleansing your hair is a hygiene situation. It's necessary, right? But at the same time, that's not the, that's not the strategy to heal your hair loss. What have I learned about products for hair? A, that they're not created equal, that the most expensive many times don't work as it should, that depending on your hair type, you may need a different approach, you know, whether it's extra dry, curly, uh, straight, whether it's diffuse or not, or, or whether you are going through alopecia or not, or whether you are, you know, seeing tons of, of hair loss. These are all sensitive topics that I walk you through inside the Hair and Heal program. Also, you may want to take note of your environment. You know, maybe sometimes your environment is not going to give you the best hair. And for me, particularly, I see this when it's wet and rainy and, you know, misty and just very humid out. 
uh, humid in terms of rain, moisture in the air. When it's humid and hot, like in Miami, my hair thrives. My hair is in love with the Caribbean. My hair is in love with the humidity uh, there. But if you take me to places where there's lots of rain, like London, like Europe, like uh, Seattle and Portland, it's not going to look good and it's not going to you know, shine as it should. It's just going to look like a, like a wet mop. <laughs> and that's not a good look to have, right? So you have to consider your environment. Where do you live? And then also when you're traveling, where are you traveling to? And what type of you know hair product do you need when you travel? Because again, if you're traveling to a tropical place, your hair will act differently and will be um, manage, manageable in a very different way than let's say in the desert or in the mountains or you know next to the lake or next to the ocean. It's all very different. So environment plays a part in your hairstyle, like the weather. If you want to blow out all the time and it's raining every day where you live, you know, this could also have an impact and be a factor for you. And also some of my favorites of hair products are to keep it simple. I love keeping it simple. I make my hair masks at home. I make my shampoo at home. And I have certain brands, for those of you who don't want to make your own brands, I have certain brands that are, that are kind of my go-to that you can find worldwide. And I know this because I've seen and been in the stores in many, many countries, and I look to see what's, what's available, what's not available. So there are certain brands that are available and worldwide, which is great. I would say less is more in terms of toxins, in terms of chemicals, in terms of ingredients. And also less is more in terms of the actual product. So again, staying away from the scalp as much as possible, unless it's shampoo. Even with conditioner, when you put it towards your scalp and on your scalp, it weighs down your hair. So if you were actually to put it at the halfway point of your head and all the way down, that's where the conditioner is needed, not on the scalp. And so you want to be cautious with hair products because, again, many cause cancer, many have lawsuits against uterine cancer and hair loss many times come from hair products. And this has been in the media for quite some time, uh, most recently with dry shampoos, also with um, hair relaxers and hair straighteners. This also can pose a, pro a problem. I've also seen this in many uh, reputable uh, media outlets like the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, where they're talking about hair straighteners, where they're talking about hair relaxers that they contain formaldehyde that over time increases hair loss or causes hair loss. And so you want to be cognizant of which tools you're, you're using and uh, for who, right? You know, as the parent or as a parent, I would be very cautious to, to be using some of these products on my child and, um, yeah, because you don't want your children to go through this as well, right? And so there's much more to hair products than meets the eye. And you have to be a consumer that's educated and that is able to advocate for themselves. And these are some of the things that we teach inside the Hair and Heal program because it's very hard to decipher what's healthy, what's not healthy, what's good, what's not good. And I use hair products. So I, I buy mousse at the store. I've actually been using the same mousse for the last... 25 years and it has chemicals, right? Cause it's a mousse, but at the same time, I don't place it on my scalp. And I also pair it with some other things so that I use less of it 
And it's not expensive at all. It's less than like $5. And so a lot of times, you know, you have to work or use what works for you, but at the same time, be cautious with what that looks like and what it is. Because again, many times the, the marketing of, oh, we can help you with your hair loss, like Monat has done, has actually created a lot of hair loss and lawsuits. So that's it for me for hair products. I will update this periodically because periodically we need to know what's going on in the hair product world and to see what is actually beneficial and what's not beneficial. I love testing hair products. I love using them. And many times on the first go, I know exactly if it works for me or not. And the thing is, this is going to be very individualized, right? Just like there's a personal evaluation at the beginning of the hair and heal program, it has to be individual. It has to be personal to you, right? It depends how you want your hair to look, how you want your hair to feel. Does it feel heavy? Does it feel itchy after using the product, right? I love having curls that are defined. I love having big, humid, uh, like Diana Ross hair. I love that. But, you know, again, I have to work with the environment that I'm in. Maybe I don't have enough humidity where I live to get the Diana Ross hair. I do when I live in, in Miami or when I visit Caribbean islands, I do get it there, but in other places I don't. So you just have to work with what you have and then also see what products can support you in those uh, hairstyles. I would also recommend that you listen to a previous podcast where I talk about the five hairstyles that cause hair loss. And there are hairstyles that actually cause hair loss. And so you might wanna be aware of that. I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Alopecia Angel podcast, a positive light in healing alopecia. You can do this and we can help. Spread the word that reversing alopecia is possible by telling your friends and family. 